Hello everyone and welcome to another My Music. My name's Graham. Uh, I'm going to be speaking to Emily today after uh, this video, which uh, by now has had so many viewings uh, <laughs> on the internet that uh, you, you're probably sick to death of it. But still, it's a great video and do go and visit the website afterwards, analogtrash.com uh, and fill your boots. Emily, thanks for joining me. All the way from, where are you coming from? I'm from Germany, and I'm currently in Germany, actually. Oh, fantastic. Where, whereabouts in Germany? Uh, so right now I'm in Munich. Oh, yeah. lovely. Is that where you're from in Germany originally, or are you from? Um, a... I, was, I was brought up in Stuttgart, which is the less fancy version of Munich, in my opinion. <laughs> um, it's also in the south. But yeah, my mom moved to Munich like two years ago, so now I'm here. Wow. What was life like growing up in Stuttgart? Um, well, it was very musical because I had, um, since my dad is like in the music industry, he yeah. works in the music industry, um, I got to sing in a lot of his bands and like do a lot of musical things. So, yeah, it was it's it's not as big as Munich, Stuttgart, but it is very musical. So, yeah. yeah. And what sort of music, for, for people that don't know you, what sort of music was that that you were doing growing up? So my dad has a function band agency. So um, I was literally brought up with that. Like I remember watching the band when I was like seven years old, <laughs> like being like behind the stage watching the band. Um, and when I and is, grew that, up, is that like, you know, is that kind of pop rock type stuff or is it more traditional German music? Well, it's sort of like um, they they play specifically on the Oktoberfest. Right. Yeah. So it's like... You, it's you like, might have to explain, actually, for a lot, yeah, of, for of, a lot of people in the rest of Europe or even the other parts of the world, they may not even know what that is, uh, apart from the fact that you drink a lot of beer. Yes. So, um, yeah, go for it. Explain what that is. So I would say it's a very... It's a big festival with a lot of, like, um, a lot of traditional food, a lot of like rides and stuff, but you can also, um, there, there are a lot of tents there where you can literally just go in, go to a table, get your food, get your drinks and watch the band play live and get drunk and eat and just have fun with your friends and family. Ah. Well, maybe not with your family, but with your friends. No, no absolutely. And, and why, why does that festival exist? Just for, for anyone that doesn't know. Um, why? It's just, it's just literally like it's it just an excuse for a party, right? Charging for drinking, I'd say, yeah. Right, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, so growing up with that, that kind of music, etc., you had to wear like the traditional outfits, like the you know, well, Leder, yeah, lederhosen and all of that. Did you, well, did, I, did, did you learn very... to slap it? Did you learn to slap yourself? uh effectively I didn't, didn't thank god i didn't you know i <laughs> 
Thank God I didn't. Um, we always had like traditional stuff we had to wear for the gigs. Thank God it was not lederhosen. You know, thank God. I, I am, I'm not, I don't look very good in them. So I'm very happy I don't have, and they're very uncomfortable actually. So I'm very happy I didn't have to wear them. But um, yeah, the the people come to the festival and like lederhosen and the women wear, wear it's called dindel, which is the dress, you know, dress version of it. So um, yeah, and that's literally where I grew up. I started playing those kind of gigs when I was 14, I think, or 15. Mm. And what, when did you start developing your own musical taste? When when did you start? Um, I'd say I was like maybe 12, 13. Yeah. And it was far from the stuff that we played at the Oktoberfest, very far from that. Yeah, cool. What what was it to begin with? So I started, I started teenager. Um I started listening to a lot of like Bon Jovi stuff like that um what was it Bon Jovi I listened to a lot of like Metallica I listened to a lot of Scorpions stuff like that but um and then I when I was like a bit older like 14 15 I had this massive obsession with Queen really I, yes, okay. I don't know where it came from I, I it probably came from my dad um he likes old school music he likes Queen he loves the Beatles and I just had a crazy obsession. I got all their vinyls. I got all their CDs. I got books about them. I got posters about them. I watched every documentary about them. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I learned how to play their songs on piano, on on guitar. I just listened to them all the time. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, what what was it about Queen that kind of captured your imagination? I think it was their diversity, like the way they. They, they they literally did everything. They combined op combined opera with rock. They did well rock pop. They did piano. They had operatic sections. They had guitar solos. They had heavy songs. They had acoustic songs. They had slow songs, piano songs. They had everything, and I just love that so much. I also really love the harmonies. I'm a big mm -hmm. harmony girl. So um... <laughs> there's a madness about Queen that I think is quite endearing that you perhaps don't necessarily get with some other bands. It's, Absolutely. Um, you know, some of those other bands that you mentioned before are, are great, great rock bands with mm -hmm. great, still with with really great uh, lead vocalists, et cetera. But actually, they, they're quite straight talking in the way that they deliver their music absolutely you know it's it's of a genre or, or whatever and queen were just always playing with mm -hmm. music and 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 sort of you know almost almost not taking music seriously but very seriously at the same time because it isn't it, you know it's not easy stuff to sing or play or or, or whatever so it, it's quite virtuoso but it's it has that frivolous element to it um and then, and then when did you first start writing for yourself? Um, well, I'd say that after that, I started getting really inspired by a completely different kind of music. Like I started getting into like grunge rock music, like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, stuff, stuff like that. Same time I discovered my love for Paramore and it was just like completely different from all the Bon Jovi stuff and all of that, you know? And I was like, whoa, that exists. I love that. So I was like, I didn't really write music until I moved to London, actually. 
And I suddenly was surrounded because I moved there to go to uni and suddenly I was surrounded by all those artists and songwriters. And I was like, hold on, I can do that too. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, because you had the, the the you know the background talent and you'd actually learned to play. What? How many instruments do you play? Well, I play piano, guitar, and bass, but I'm not like pro mm. at them. I just yeah, I do it for fun. But enough, yeah. <laughs> enough to enough to 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 put a tune together, etc. Yeah. What, what's your what's your songwriting process like then? I mean, do you do you flesh out the whole thing when you're when you're writing a song, or do you? Do you just come up with the rough sort of underpinning of a song and then, you know, are you the kind of person that looks for other people to to polish it? I absolutely am. I um so I started actually the first I, I only I'm only releasing my first song ever and I did it with my boyfriend who is a producer um and also a vocalist, instrumentalist. He does everything. Um and Good catch, then. Yes, 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 it really is. <laughs> and he kind of pushed me towards doing it. And I was like, oh, I can't write songs. I'm not good. My songs are not good. And he was like, Emily, you need to just just show me a song. And I was like, I don't want it. I don't want it. So he kind of forced me to do that. I'm very happy that he did. So um, he listened to one of my songs and he was like, this is not bad at all. So we sat down and he was like, let's do this. And we just started writing a song like from my demo that I had, like one and a half minute demo that I recorded with my flatmate in his bedroom, you know, um, and, and that's we, it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Song happened. And I was like, whoa, that's how it works. Okay. <laughs> well, what, what did that teach you about the sort of songwriting process? That you don't have to, like, the song doesn't have to be perfect the second you write it. You can write a song and then you can put it aside and you can go back to it whenever you feel like it. If that's a week later, a month later, a year later. I had songs that I wrote two years ago and I left them and then I went back to them two years later and I was like, I'm going to make something out of this and then a song. Mm. I think that that's the same for any creative process. And, and and I it's really interesting how people struggle with understanding the, you know how perhaps how good they are. You know, um I write a lot of content for people and you know I talk talk to people all day long about how that how they could perhaps just improve their content or they could improve maybe a video if they produce a video and it, it can be very little things very little things you know just sometimes like someone will like someone sent me something last week and they they they, they generated this piece of writing they they'd written about a subject and I went yeah but actually that's not the beginning of it this line is you know and just just changing the shape, taking a bit there and moving that to the front and making that hook come in first. Or putting different songs together, taking the verse yeah. from that song, the chorus from that song. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just it's it's having that eye stroke ear for what actually contributes or, or, or makes something really good as opposed to making something that is okay but you know and 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 i think actually a good producer can probably make something that's not that great at all into a reasonable song but i think oh, if you've got yeah. a reason i think if you've got a reasonable song they can make it really great yeah i think it turned out amazing like it, we literally went from like a very bad quality logic production that i did myself 
you know, uh, to a really, really good produced, like well-produced song. Yeah. For anybody that for anybody that hasn't heard it, give us an idea about what this song sounds like. So it is, it's called Between the Lines, and it literally talks about the fact that I struggle to write songs and to put my yeah, it's it's perfect. Really actually. Topic. <laughs> yeah, to, put my, to put my well, my emotions or yeah, to, to just put my emotions into music or into words actually, because I'm foreign and I struggle a bit with the lyric writing part of it. So I literally, that is what I wrote about. I was like, that is just the perfect topic for me, the perfect first song. So um, it's very heavy um, because I myself, like I said, was influenced by all these, all this heavy music. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty just straightforward rock, rock music, I'd say. Influenced by Paramore, maybe even Queens of the Stone Age, I'd say, something like that. In that yeah. What kind of voice do we expect from you on this? It's a very powerful into into your face voice. Um, yeah, lots of has it, has it taken you time now? Does did all of those years at Oktoberfest, whatever, um, help with that that projection? Because you're singing over, you know, loud, larry men. Sw- you know, uh, <laughs> swigging their beers and 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 sort of grunting away in the background. Presumably, you had to learn to kind of project in order to, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was it. Was a long process. There was times when I wasn't singing very healthily, but um, I worked on that. I had vocal lessons, and now it's literally yes. It it did it did influence me a lot. <laughs> but did you used to sing too much from the throat as opposed to the well, diaphragm? Or yes, exactly. It was a lot of like. Um, um shouting. straining my voice yes shouting a lot of that um but that was when I was younger and yeah now I thankfully I learned how to do it and um, my voice is naturally very raspy I went to the doctor and everything um to check it out because I once had a vocal teacher who was like are you sure that's fine go to the doctor and I was like okay I will do so yeah, everything's right. good yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got adenoids yeah it's like <laughs> <you know. laughs> what's what as you develop your music now, do you think this this that we're we're going to be hearing now, and we're, and we're you know we're linked to the you know this as it goes out, etc. But do you think this will become your sound, or do you think your sound will be quite varied? I think my sound will be quite varied because it's a um, it's a secret yet, but I also have the second cor- the second song recorded, and <laughs> it is ah. it is not, it's not quite the same as the first one. But, um, but I mean, you can definitely like see a pattern there. It is a bit different, but I kind of like it. I kind of like exploring my songwriting and not having like the same sound for everything. Mm. As I literally, I'm, I'm writing my first songs and maybe in 10 years or something, I will have my own sound. But right now I'm just really trying to experiment what I like, what I sound like, what I want to sound like, what I don't want to sound like. So yeah, I'm trying to do a bit of everything. As a, as a young artist, I, one of the things that I'm quite interested in with that, um, because I've, I've I've met a lot of young artists coming through this this program, and I think one of the only struggles that a lot of young artists then have is they want to produce quite varied uh, that music. They don't necessarily want to be tied to a genre they want to be genre fluid in terms of what they produce which is quite right and i think actually as listeners we probably 
we probably like that from artists. I mean, you know, Queen wouldn't have been as massive as Queen were. Let's go back to that as an influence if they didn't, you know, one minute sort of like do, uh, you know, sort of things like that they did like Brighton Rock, which was, you know, almost like the, the beginning of speed metal. And then you had, you know, you had the, the symphonic stuff and the uh, opera type stuff and, the, you know, le- le- laterally on more electronic stuff, etc. Mm-hmm. But social media and the platforms that you have to release this stuff on then try and really narrow you down in terms of what you are. Do you, do you find that problematic at all? Yes, yes, um, I do. And I think there's a whole... You have to have an image, you know, you have to have, but not only the image is not only musical, the image is literally your image, you know, you have to have a certain style, a certain vibe, you know, you have to have a certain TikTok page and a certain Instagram page and you have to wear certain clothes and stuff like that. And obviously, like, if it's already like, if I'm already dressing and behaving the way I do and it like feeds into the kind of music that I do, that's great. But like, if I have to start dressing a certain way or doing certain things, saying certain things to have that kind of image i think that is a bit that is a bit problematic because in the end it's not authentic and that's in my opinion what music is about authenticity yeah have you had any interesting conversations around that with your 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 parents or or your boyfriend or you know have you had different opinions coming in on that um well not really different opinions but i i did talk a lot about with about it with friends and with my boyfriend like we're all trying to you know we're all all the people that i went to uni with we're all trying to release some music music and like create a following on tiktok and stuff because that is nowadays what gets you views what gets your listeners you know tiktok mm-hmm. instagram and i know like my flatmate she's doing music as well and she's like oh i just i just oh it's just so like tiring like you know when you have a normal job when you have a normal life when you have things to do and then you need to also do tiktoks and stuff it can be it can be very fun to like promote it you know when you're excited about your music it is very fun but sometimes it's just like it's, it feels like a like a chore to do yeah do you think and again I, I spoke to an artist about this the other day do you think one of the things that might save you in that is to actually find something outside of the music that you can align yourself with that allows you to tell a narrative that's not necessarily about the music but helps promote you at the same time how do you mean like so because i think i think everybody's got like something else about them other than other than music right i mean look at brian cox for example brian cox was a musician um before he was known as physicist, he was in Dream. He was the keyboard player, but he had he had that angle to to uh, to go on, you know. And and I think some artists have done particularly well at maybe taking up a political line, or they may have taken up like um, a, a, a conversational line around a particular. Um, Thing that's of interest to them outside get, of the music i get what yeah. you mean I, a big influence for me is uh, i don't know if you know Haley williams from paramore she's a big yeah. influence also not only in terms of music in terms of her political views in terms of her personality um she's literally my favorite singer in the world and um i i but like i think what people love about her is the fact that she is not just a musician not just a vocalist but a person like she's a personality you know she has that very unique personality that people just that's very um that draws people to her yeah 
absolutely and and even down to like you know on the last paramore album whatever doing the uh, yeah face and and you know it's kind of even that's like a statement isn't it about absolutely. It absolutely just, is. just how we perceive you know our female artists to be you know i mean she might she's gone for years and years and years of being photographed as as kind of a, a sex symbol or whatever to yeah. to kind of it's almost a denouncement of that in a way and say look at, actually i want you to look at the music i don't want you to look at me per se which is which is great so um, maybe that is her that is her statement you know in itself you know being like look at my music don't look at me as a woman yeah yeah which is great which is amazing. I, I think i think it's a really i think it's a a, a really important question that artists young artists like yourself just kind of starting out really need to think mm -hmm. about which is what's that what other narratives define me other than the music itself and I, I and I the reason being is because I think that then feeds into the content and it helps you develop content which which you won't get bored about mm -hmm. as well because that grind of like next single the single after that da -da -da -da, here's a clip of this here's the that you know not yeah. only for you but for the, the viewer on looking to that gets boring. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, those artists that actually develop that other narrative that you go, that, you know, they want to talk to you about this. And this is, you know, this is what this is about. And, and you, your link back to them through getting to know them, but also the music comes into play with that as well, becomes really important, you know, but it, yes. I just think if there's a if there's an if there's other passions in your life that you can explore yes. within the within the context of the stuff that you put out there, I think that's what will keep you going. Absolutely. That's my tip. That's my tip for today. That, that is a great tip. <laughs> that is a really good. <laughs> yeah, I I, I so, can definitely tell that. Like, I can. I, it's it's like the more music I write, the more I can. I like ident I can identify it with myself, and the more like I realize about myself, and I'm like, oh this is something that I've been thinking about. This is something that I'm interested in. You know, I can like tell from the music that I write. Yeah. Yeah. What's your big ambition for the future? Where would uh, you like to see Emily in five years time? Well, I would love to play some big shows because my passion is stay like performing on stage. That is what I love even more than writing songs and recording. I just love performing on stage. That is my thing. Um, so I would love to play shows, not not only in the October at the Oktoberfest, but <laughs> also playing shows, promoting my own music. That would be great. I would love that. Well, you may have already answered this, but uh, with some of the answers you've already given. But if you could see yourself in a few years' time supporting somebody, who who would that be? Who 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 do you think would give you the the sort of support? not only by being the support band or the support artist to them, but actually just getting alongside them for five minutes, it would teach you something. Well, like I said, definitely Paramore, definitely. Um, I just, I just draw so much, have so much inspiration from that band in their attitude, their music, their everything they're doing. I really love them. Um, but there's, there's a lot of 
good other artists. Um, I really like Queens of the Stone Age. I really like their sound. I really like their state. I have actually seen them live uh, for the first time a few weeks ago in Manchester with my boyfriend. Um, and I love their life setup, their life performance, their life presence. Really like yeah. it. Yeah. It was great. Would, would that be a dream uh, female male duet, Josh, at some point? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, well, if, if Queen was still present, you know, if they, if they would be... They Freddie. Would, yeah, Freddie. Who, would who, who wouldn't want to sing with Freddie? That's absolutely true. I think everyone... Uh, I don't think there is a single person that doesn't like that band. <laughs> no, I, it's just... I, it's just something about them, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well listen, I... Yeah, sorry, I, go on. No, no, I was going to say, it's been fantastic having you here. You, you just see how quickly the time flies. It does, um, yeah. Coming to talk to me today about your music. we, As I say, we will link to the music as well. Um, and so people should go and support you by not only listening to the music when it gets released, um, but also stopping off for a minute and saying hello. And, and if they like what they hear, just letting you know that they like what you hear, because that's really, really very important indeed. Yeah, um, I also have to... Uh, really acknowledge how brilliant you were in picking your Instagram name. I did write about that in the sort of pre-collateral to this as well, um, by making it sound like you were EMI Music. Um, because, of course, EMI Music are one of the largest uh, record companies in the world. So incredibly well done by actually picking an Instagram name, which is just, just like a typo of EMI Music. Um, have you found many people stumble across you uh, and say, "Oh, I thought you were, I thought yes. you were a record label." <laughs> not, not many, but yes, I have. <laughs> there you go. See, job done. Brilliant. Thank you. You know, I, you know I, the problem is though. The, the problem is though that I'm actually, well, by the time this video is out, I'm actually changing my artist name as well. Ah. Which I, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Do we get a sneak peek? Can we tell people what what your well, name this video will be out by the time. Yep. That's fine. I'm changing my name to Emily Volt, which is Emily a very Volt. A very, I think it's a very badass name. So yeah. It is really, really badass. Is will there be t-shirts with that on? You know what? I might do some. I, I don't think I have the following yet to for people to buy my merch, but at some point there will be. <laughs> I just feel like that vault thing that, right. that could just, right. you know, that, that definitely needs to be uh expanded upon that. Absolutely. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. It can even it even goes with the V. You know what? It? That's very true. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You could do, get people doing like a variation of uh yeah, exactly. A variation of that, which is that. You're um, giving me a lot of ideas, you know. Thank you for yeah, that. There we go. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to uh, Emily or Emily Volt as she is now known, uh, from this hence, from hence, from this day forward. Uh, please do check out her music. Um, do download it, stream it, all of those sort of things. Uh, if you enjoy it, please do stop by and tell her so. Um, that's, that's what happens, folks, if you start off in the family uh, tradition of singing at Oktoberfest. It could be you. Uh, it could be you. <laughs> Emily, until next time, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank Thanks, audience, for joining us today as well. I hope you've enjoyed this little conversation. Please do 
check out all of the artists uh, that have come through here. And of course, Emily, your song will be added to the My Music Podcast playlist as well, which is now standing at a gigantic, almost 19 hours, um, which oh, wow. means you can literally, yeah, because it's one, one track from every artist that's been on the show, which means you can just put it on and enjoy such an eclectic mix of music uh, as you've probably never heard before. You were going to say? I, I said, I'm going to do that now. I'm going to go and do that now. <laughs> oh, please do. Absolutely. Uh, this show is like this jumper. Marmite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you either love it or you hate it. If you've enjoyed it today, then thank you very much. If you've hated it, then bye. Go bye. On. Bye for <laughs> now, everyone.